Good morning, traders and investors. Thank you for tuning into Benzinga's daily Stocks to Watch podcast. It is the best place to get all your trading ideas for the day. Well, maybe not all of your trading ideas, but a good number of trading ideas every single day, every single trading day. The Benzinga Pro News S team is handpicking at least five stocks that they have on their radar for the day they have them they have these stocks on their radar because either there was a major news item that just happened there is upcoming a news item maybe we are hearing a rumor or some speculation about a stock maybe we're just seeing some increased investor focus in one of our communities maybe on social media and we want you to get them or at least consider also getting these ideas on your radar for the day we are going to go through a little preview of our list for today, and then we'll jump back into each of these and we'll get you a little bit more insight on each of these ideas. By the way, I didn't say the date today. Today is Wednesday, August 7th. That's 2022. Hope everyone is having a good August so far. We are about smack dab in the middle of August right now. Our first stock to watch for the day, folks, is Target. Ticker TGT, stock to watch number two is GameStop GME. Stock to watch number three is Gap, that's ticker GPS. Stock to watch number four is Market Access, MKTX is the ticker. And our last stock to watch for the day is Farmy, it's F-A-M-I. Let's start it off with Target here, folks. And again, we give these ideas, you know, to try to get uh, a trading idea on your radar, but also Every once in a while, we have an idea where it's kind of a nice example for some education. It's kind of a nice example to take you through the thought process and the actual process by somebody who has been doing news and following news and understanding how investors are interpreting news for like a really long time. So <clears throat> Target had their quarterly results this morning. Results were not as expected. They were a little worse than expected, but I wanted to take you through, ladies and gentlemen, the process of how this idea ever got onto my radar and then kind of like, you know, how to uh, identify the inf information and kind of interpret the information. And so <clears throat> we've highlighted this on the podcast before. Benzinga is an aggregator of content. We're looking at press releases, SEC filings. We're looking at other publications, potentially breaking news. We're looking at social media. We're looking at uh, sentiment in communities. And we're taking all this information and we're making a newswire where there is not a lot of noise. You're getting information that is pertinent in a timely manner. But we also, folks, are a creator of content. We do have our own content that we're creating exclusively. This is, you know, when we see an exclusive headline or article on Benzinga. Of course, that's the only place you can get this information. Our news desk, our editorial team does focus on this content also. And yesterday, we got a good comment here from a market commentator, Louis Navalier, uh, somebody that we've been following for a little while. We knew that Target was going to be having their quarterly earnings today. And so one of our news desk team members thought, hey, it'd be a good idea to see if we can get some sentiment from somebody else in the market, maybe somebody that's not a reporter, they're a trader, they're an investor, on how they feel about Target's upcoming results. And we got this comment here from Lewis yesterday 
that said he he seemed optimistic on the target results based on the Walmart results that we got recently, but he did give an area of focus. He wasn't exactly giving a warning or anything, but he was just saying, hey, investors are going to be focusing on this. And that was the company's gross margins. I think last quarter or earlier this quarter, uh, Target had highlighted that there was some transportation costs that were rising. And as such, their gross margins might be impacted. And so what we're doing here, folks, is we're using a source out there in the market to point us in the direction of something. Whether we agree with their opinion or not, doesn't really matter. But at least we know that there is one other, at least one other source here who is focusing on the company's gross margins. So when Target's earnings hit this morning, knowing that Lewis here yesterday said we should focus on the gross margin figure, right away when the earnings hit, I went and looked at the company's gross margin figures. And I found out that their gross margin was 21.5% for last quarter. That's the figure that they reported for this quarter. And a year ago, a good way to compare some of these metrics is either on a quarter-over-quarter basis or on a year-over-year basis. And for some perspective, Target's gross margin last last year in the same quarter was just over 30%. So quite yes, quite a decline in their gross margins, but the year over year or the quarterly uh, the quarter over quarter comparison isn't necessarily the best way to get a feel for the performance the best way to get a feel for the performance and market expectations is to look to the sell side to look to the analysts look to these research shops who are you know doing a ton of fundamental research they know operations very well they have a whole team of analysts that are looking at the company pro- probably talking to management and getting a feel for expectations there. And so, uh, you know, as a way to compare, hey, what exactly does that 21.5% gross margin figure mean? Uh, So what I wanted to do is I went to the analysts. And this is where, folks, you should get a hold of somebody on the Benzinger Pro News Desk team. You can do that by, uh, in the bottom right corner of your Benzinger Pro platform, you should see a little blue circle. If you click that little blue circle, there is a way that you can connect to our news S team really quickly. And I actually don't see it on your screen there, Asley. Maybe, maybe you closed it out. Uh, but most Benzinger Pro users should see that little blue circle in the bottom right corner of your platform. Click that, type in the keyword news, and you get a hold of somebody on the news S team really quickly. And you can ask them for something like, hey, do you have any research notes on target after the quarterly results. That's what I did here this morning. I went to our database of analyst research and I found a research note on the target results from a a really good firm, a firm that is focused on retail companies called Telsey. And I wanted to see what Telsey's expectations for the company's quarterly gross margins were. Remember that quarterly gross margin figure was 21.5%. In the Telsey note, I found that their expectation for gross margins at Target was about 24.1%. And they also gave a street consensus, meaning all of the analysts who are valuing Target, putting their estimates together and getting some kind of average, the consensus was about 23.5%, 23.7%. So now what we do here as we're going through this process is consider um, you know, uh, how can we justify a decline in target shares? Shares were down about 2% in pre-market action. 
versus this gross margin miss. If if at least one source out there said gross margin is probably going to be the biggest issue or the biggest factor here for Target, can we say, okay, a miss of about 2% on the company's gross margin, is that worth the, you know, uh, shares are now down 2% on Target? And, and maybe that is kind of an appropriate decline given that missed expectation. Now, the other way you can compare uh, earnings specifically is yes to look on a year over year basis or, or a quarter over quarter basis or to consider the analyst expectations, but you can also get a feel for the industry levels. And so the next kind of process that I did here in evaluating Target's earnings was to go look to see uh, what peers of Target reported their gross margins for. So I looked at Walmart, that's a pretty close peer to Target. I looked at, I kind of looked around for peers and there's not a ton of peers in the space that Target occupies. I looked for Walmart, I looked for Five Below, I know that's not exactly a peer, and I also looked for BJ's Wholesale. I know that's also not exactly a peer. Coincidentally, I couldn't find gross margin values for any of those companies. It doesn't seem like those companies are reporting their quarterly gross margin figure in something written. Maybe they gave those figures in a conference call, but I couldn't find anything online. So now a, a, a next step, in evaluating these target earnings. If these other retailers aren't giving their gross margin figures readily available to investors, and Target is, is that kind of some favorable aspect? Is it good that Target is being more transparent than some of their peers in the space? Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe that is a good thing. All right, folks, that was like a pretty good long analysis. I hope that didn't take up too much time in the podcast, but I wanted to use the target earnings again as a way to kind of go through the process and consider how I was sort of thinking about this performance and these results. Woo! Take a breath here for a sec. Our stock to watch number two, folks, GameStop GME. This is just a good old sympathy play. We've been getting a ton of increased retail investor attention on Bed Bath & Beyond. That's ticker BBBY, three Bs and a Y. Over the last two trading days, shares Bed Bath & Beyond, they closed up on Tuesday about 30%. And in pre-market action here today, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond shares were also trading up another 30%. Looks like since the market opened here, shares are up about 14%. We know that these, quote, meme stocks move frequently together. GameStop is probably one of your top peers for Bed Bath & Beyond, not because they're both retailers, more so in the way that investors handle the trade and the company's you know, operations a little bit. Now, one thing I do want to note on Bed Bath & Beyond is we did see some increased option interest in the name, but we didn't see any news on Bed Bath & Beyond so far this week. Uh, Bed Bath & Beyond does have very high short interest, and so that could be definitely coming into play here as we're getting a couple days of some really good upside in Bed Bath & Beyond. I like, an, I like a service called shortsqueeze.com to find my short interest for names. And when I looked at Bed Bath & Beyond short interest, it was about 47% of the issues float was short. That is very high. If we are giving a little scale for short interest, 
If you're getting short interest around 20%, maybe a little bit over 20%, that's like pretty high. If you're getting short interest over 30%, that's getting to like very high territory. If your short interest is over 40, getting close to 50%, that's going to be like some of the highest short interest out there on any stock. GameStop, a good old, again, sympathy play here on Bed Bath & Beyond. Stock to watch number three is Gap GPS. So this was the target of some speculation yesterday from Trader Alert Service Deal Reporter. Uh, a couple things that I want to point out about the report itself and then also the source. And then I want to take a look at the chart and we can maybe pick out some interesting little tidbits here on the chart. And so the report out of uh, deal reporter is that they may be shopping gap may be shopping one of its units i think it's like its fourth largest unit it's called athleta and uh there is there's gap obviously there's banana republic and then there's also old navy and then athleta is kind of like their fourth brand now uh shares of gap traded a little bit higher on this yesterday I want to put into perspective Athleta. That's about 10%. The, the unit takes up about 10% of all of Gap's sales. So yes, it's an important segment for the company. It's not like a huge percentage of their sales necessarily. So, you know, if uh, the company was going to be shopping and selling Athleta, yes, they're going to get probably get some value out of the sale of that unit. But I mean, it's only about 10% of their sales. It's not, you know, a large majority of the sales. So just something to keep in mind there. Now, talking about Deal Reporter as a source, this is absolutely a source that moves stocks. You can see on screen if you're watching on Twitter or on LinkedIn, as we just moused over when this speculation started being circulated yesterday morning, and you can see that the stock definitely responded to it. So they are absolutely a source that can move stocks. However, I call them, we usually call them, you know, an alert service because they are doing forms of speculation. They don't have extremely clear identification on the sources where they're getting some of these ideas from. It's kind of more of an alert service than it is like a publication or like a rumor service, in my opinion. And I also want to highlight a couple facts here about the timing of deal reporter speculation when these things are circulated this is very very important almost you know two two times out of three most of the time a large majority of the time when we hear about deal reporter speculation it's coming out right after market open it's coming out around like 9 40 or 9 50 a.m eastern time and that is interesting that they are that these rumors are coming out around the same time there you know must be something about the first 30 minutes of trade that deal reporter believes you know the the audience the crowd the investors are going to be most receptive to this maybe they will get the most traction on this report as far as price action goes another thing i want to highlight and here we can look at the chart that producer asley has on screen a lot of times what i've noticed is deal reporter speculation and other alert services speculation not just deal reporter though these uh things will come out at a time when the chart when the stock price is potentially bumping up against some kind of resistance or support level technically and that is key here when we're looking at this item with gap because when the speculation came out shares moved up right away to about the 11 dollar level 
and kind of like played around there at that level for a while. I wonder if Deal Reporter had a feel that this $11 level was some kind of resistance level. And maybe they had reason to believe that if the stock price got over the $11 level, there could be some continued momentum in the issue. And that that's really kind of what played out here yesterday, folks. The stock moved over the $11 level, kind of stayed around there. When it started breaking above $11 level, it really kind of like momentum continued. And then what happened is that by the end of the day, we found another resistance level around the 1150 level. And that is key because we're dealing with a couple nice round numbers here, $11 and 1150. And so, you know, as you're hearing about these uh, pieces of speculation making their rounds, look to the chart, consider if you think there might have been a level that these sources wanted to, you know, push the sack around a little bit here. Uh, stock to watch number four, ladies and gentlemen, is market access MKTX. This is a play on fixed income exchanges, and this is a fixed income exchange. And as you know, stocks have been selling off as the 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 concern with the recession have been coming into the mainstream. We've been highlighting on the podcast that this is a nice way to get some opposite exposure to the stock market, fixed income, debt, bonds. And I saw a research note from an analyst here today, a firm called Rosenblatt, who we cover pretty often. They initiated coverage on a few exchanges and specifically a couple fixed income exchanges. And there's quite a contrast here in two of the stocks that they have begun coverage on market access Yes, a fixed income exchange. They started with a sell rating. And another peer in the space, TradeWeb, TW, they started with a buy rating. So basically, they're putting on a little bit of a pair trade here. They're not, they're suggesting you put on a little bit of a pair trade here, buy TradeWeb and sell market access. And I do have the Rosenblatt note here. And I just wanted to read really quickly from it because there was some interesting commentary uh, in this. It says, given TradeWeb and market access trade at highest multiples in the exchange group, despite limited recurring revenue, we believe this valuation must be accompanied by outsized growth. In our view, only TradeWeb has built an all-weather trading business that can generate mid-teens EBITDA growth in this environment with the highest in the space. They are a little optimistic here on market access when they're talking about the company's core business and some of their other fixed income assets. Let's fin- finish it off strong here, folks, with our last stock to watch. Uh, get you out of here and let you get to your trading. Our last stock to watch for the day is Farmy. It's ticker F-A-M-I. This is something that I'm not sure investors are going to be receptive to, or maybe they haven't gotten wind to wind of it yet, but there was news in the space that I feel Farmy operates, and I'm going to call that like the superfood space. Farmy is a producer uh, and distributor of different kinds of mushrooms, just like a peer in the space, Laird Superfoods, it's ticker LSF, that had some news today. They were approached uh, to go private, and shares of Laird Superfood Group was trading up, I don't know, about 15 or 16% in the pre-market session. And this is a sort of sympathy play here in that if there is going to be some increased investor attention, whether that's investors in the market trading stocks or investors that are looking to make some purchases of a company, 
uh, they are going to potentially trade together no matter how their operations are close or far away. It may an investor or trader out there might go, ooh, Laird is getting some interest. I wonder if there's a lot of other interests in this mushroom slash superfood space. So an interesting little play here on Farmy. Watch this one today. I would note that these are both Laird and Farmy are uh, low float names. I checked and I saw on Yahoo Finance saying that the Fermi float was about 22 million shares. That's definitely in low float territory. Stuff below 20 to 25 million shares in its float, we generally consider to be in low float territory. All right, folks, that is going to wrap it up for us today. We kept you around a little bit longer today, but we did some good analysis. We talked about a few cool trading ideas, and we talked about how to think about a couple sources out there around the web as you are looking around and doing your research. We will be back with you tomorrow for Thursday's edition of Benzinga's Daily Stocks to Watch podcast. Hope everyone has a great day, and good luck with your trade, folks. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day to find out more visit parker.com slash purpose parker engineering your success